Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you've ever studied Shakespeare, you're probably familiar with, or have at least heard of, iambic pentameter. While the term may sound intimidating, it's just a rhythm and length of speech that comes pretty naturally in the English language. Shakespeare used iambic pentameter because that natural rhythm replicates how we speak every day, with a sing-song quality that also makes it easier to memorize and perform, especially when it rhymes a little. To begin to understand iambic pentameter, first consider that there are two basic types of writing, poetry and prose. Before the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Paul Voss, associate professor at Georgia State University in Atlanta, who specializes in Renaissance literature and Shakespeare. And to explain the difference, he said simply, prose is the language of everyday speech. By contrast, poetry often has a type of rhythm or beat, like a song. This rhythm is called meter. Poems also have verses, which are lines or other groupings of words in a poem. Definitions for the subtypes of verses depend on whether they rhyme and have meter. Rhymed verses both rhyme and have a meter. Blanked verses don't have a rhyme but do have a meter. And free verses have neither rhyme nor meter. Metered verse is made up of units called feet. Each foot will consist of stressed and unstressed syllables. Not stressed as in, oh, I have a deadline and I'm running behind, but stressed as in verbally emphasized or accented. Different types of feet include, for example, the trochee, which consists of one accented syllable followed by one unaccented syllable. You can hear this in Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, and the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain. Another type is the dactyl, which is one accented syllable followed by two unaccented ones. Meanwhile, a spondy has two accented syllables, and an iamb has one unaccented syllable followed by an accented one. When you write a poem in metered verse, you use mostly one type of foot throughout to create a rhythm. This might all sound complicated, but languages like English have these stresses built in. Think of how the word is languages, not languages. The word itself, uh, three syllables, one accented and two unaccented, is a dactyl. The word carrot, for example, is a trochee. And the word describe is an iamb. Single-syllable words can fill in for either a stressed or unstressed part of a foot, depending on the context. Okay, so, iambic verse is metered verse made up of feet that are unaccented, then accented. But what about the pentameter part? The prefix penta is Greek for five, so pentameter means five meter, which means there are going to be five feet to this meter before the pattern repeats— So, a line of iambic pentameter has five feet made up of two-syllable sequences that follow an unaccented then accented pattern for a total of ten syllables in each line. A meter can come in different lengths. A trimeter has three feet per line, heptameter has seven, and the different lengths can have different effects in poetry. Voss pointed out that the lower the number of feet, the more sing-songy a poem will usually sound— Higher numbers of feet more closely mimic colloquial English-language speech. Uh, Think of Jack and Jill, which is in trimeter, versus, say, Annabelle Lee, which is in heptameter. 
To identify a type of verse, you can count the syllables and look or listen for where the accents fall. Just be careful that you pronounce the words as the writer intended. In the case of Shakespeare, that might mean speaking differently than we do today, or even just from region to region, uh, think British versus American English. And sometimes the writer sort of cheats by, uh, say, combining two syllables into one. Think of over versus or. In that way, it can be a bit of a puzzle, but it can also help you find what words a poet meant to emphasize. So Shakespeare did write, overwhelmingly, in iambic pentameter. Take famous sonnet 18. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Back in the late 1300s, Geoffrey Chaucer wrote the Canterbury Tales in iambic pentameter, and he's sometimes credited with inventing it. But it was English playwright and poet Christopher Marlowe, a contemporary of Shakespeare in the late 1500s, who first brought iambic pentameter and blank, that is, unrhymed verse, to the stage, according to Voss. Thanks to Marlowe, iambic pentameter became the go-to rhythm for both tragedy and comedy, and Elizabethan and Jacobian dramatists are known for it. And probably based on Marlowe's influence, Shakespeare chose to have characters speak in iambic pentameter, but not all of his characters did. Remember that iambic pentameter is more formal-sounding. So, when Shakespeare wanted to show a less educated character or give the impression of buffoonery, he included limericks and prose as dialogue. But there are many other examples of iambic pentameter from that era. A Puritan poet, Anne Bradstreet, used it in To My Dear and Loving Husband, published in 1678. If ever two were one, then surely we. If ever man were loved by wife, then thee. If ever wife was happy in a man. Compare with me, you women, if you can. But you don't need to return to the 15 and 1600s to find examples of iambic pentameter. Uh, Ode to Autumn by John Keats, written in 1819, also used this type of verse. To swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees until they think warm days will never cease for summer has o'erbrimmed their clammy cells. Poets a whole century later used it too, like Robert Frost in his poem After Apple Picking from 1914, though he mixes pentameter with a few lines of other lengths for a more natural speech sound, or for emphasis, or, well, you'd have to ask him. Here's an excerpt. My instep arch not only keeps the ache, it keeps the pressure of a ladder round. I feel the ladder sway as the boughs bend, and I keep hearing from the cellar bin the rumbling sound of load on load of apples coming in. But iambic pentameter has largely fallen out of use today. The majority of today's fiction is written in prose, not verse, and even poetry is often written in prose. Voss said, the novel has obliterated almost every other type of writing. If you are using iambic pentameter today, it's almost like using a fountain pen. To be fair, I know both publishing poets and people who use fountain pens, but the major exception for iambic pentameter seems to be in popular music. You can find iambic pentameter in songs from the likes of One Direction and Taylor Swift.
Today's episode is based on the article, Shakespeare Wrote an Iambic Pentameter, But What Is That? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Carrie Whitney. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.